0: Hello, this is Autumn Miles back with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? It is such a good day to live in the Metroplex. I love this city. Um, I love that you're listening today. Uh, We are talking about inside school, back to school. I don't really like the term back to school. I don't know why. I'm I'm weird. Uh, But I really want to know what is going on um, in the schools that me as a parent, I just don't know about. What do I need to be educated on? That um, that other people know that I don't know. You know, we I don't have a, a, something in uh, my my children's school that see the different challenges that they face on a daily basis. I hear when they come home, but I'm not exactly sure what exactly is what is being talked about uh, that is sort of flying under my radar. If you have a kid in um, elementary, junior high, high school, maybe off to college, um, you know this 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 whole narrative. Needs to be talked about. I know I want to know, I want to be educated on how to parent my children based on the very real issues that they are facing on a daily basis that I don't know about. And then we're going to, we want, we need to talk about faith in school. You know, faith has been, um, t- uninvited in our school system. You know, it's nothing new. Prayer's not uh, welcome in school, uh, you know, on a, on a global level. But how do we still interject our faith uh, to people that need it um, you know, in, in school? How do, how do your kids do that? How do you even train your kids to do that? Um, those are things that are going on in my head, and I know I'm not the only person. Uh, today we have uh, an awesome guest with us today. She's in high school, English teacher. She is my sister. She's been a teacher for, you know, a minute or 12 years, (laughs) 11 years, something like that. 12 years, 12 years. Uh, I want you to welcome to the show. We're going to get right to it because she has a lot of really good things to say. If your child is in... In the school system at all, um, you're going to want to uh, listen to the show in its entirety because she has some really good insight that even me, um, as her sister, didn't even know. Um, so we're going to we're just going to have a very open, a very raw uh, narrative about the things that are going on. Um, welcome to the show, Heather Carey. Yeah, so she's here. Um, so you have been a high school teacher for how long? Twelve years, twelve years. And you have taught in where all have you taught?
1: I'd started out in Virginia. I was a teacher in Virginia for 10 years. I moved here and I've been here for three. Well, maybe I've, maybe it's been 13 years. Anyway, a long
0: time. so you've been a teacher a long time yes and in different parts of the country I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's 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 different issues just culturally in, in uh, different parts of the country but then there's a lot of the same issues yes. that yes. are never gonna change that are happening uh, with our, our kids today. Uh, so what was your major in college English? English Mm -hmm. and you got your uh, certificate to teach?
1: Yeah, I realized that I loved English and I love to read and I love to write, but that really wasn't going to pay the bills. So I got my education certificate on top of the English um, degree because I'm very practical and I knew that I needed to support myself. So that's how I started out with teaching. It wasn't because I like loved it or I really wanted to do it. I just... Need, knew I needed to feed and clothe myself. So that <laughs> is basically how it all started. But you love it. I do. I over the years, I realized just how much I loved it. I realized just how uh, much I'm really gifted in it, that I kind of operate in that and that I love going to work every day. And I specifically love high school students. Mm-hmm. I've never taught anywhere else, but I can't envision myself anywhere else. Really.
0: High school students are pretty precious. They are awesome. They are
1: awesome. <laughs> Heather loves them. I do. I really, really do. <laughs>
0: She'll call and tell me stories about her students. Okay, so we're getting raw. We want to get. We want to do some things that are not like churchy, churchy. Like, what is? I don't want to hear anything vanilla. Okay, let's throw the vanilla. Right. I, I mean, you know, we need to get real because we're we're living in a society that there are like people getting shot every time you turn on the news, there's a lot of problems racially right now. Um, basically, our world is sort of in an upheaval. And yeah. so we, as as a parent, um, I need to know how to educate my kids to fight the things that they are seeing in school spiritually and to, um, to really uh, train them up so they can go out into the world that we are living in today, which probably... Hopefully it gets better, but it might get worse. How do I train my kids based on the issues that they're facing at school? What do you feel is the biggest threat to high school students today?
1: What are, what are you seeing? What's the trend going on? The biggest threat? To, I honestly think, honestly, and especially in the past couple of years in Texas, I think celebrity culture is the biggest threat to high school students. Huge. I Huge. That they see, and what I've seen is, especially girls and guys too, because guys expect a certain amount of behavior, a certain degree of behavior from the girls based on what they they see, how the girls act in, in celebrity culture and things like that, but I've just seen them mimic uh, anything that the celebrities do. Um, the way that they portray themselves on their social media, the way they try to be sexy, what they say, you know, things like that. I've seen that that has really infiltrated the schools and and girls, especially really don't, especially younger girls, don't honestly know that that isn't the way they need to conduct themselves. Because all they've seen and all they're seeing constantly, it's a constant feed of uh celebrities who are foul-mouthed who are basically putting out pornographic images i mean they're all of these on instagram i feel like porn on
0: instagram is like a regular thing like my husband eddie doesn't even have an instagram because of that because we got girls that are like you know posing every which way in order to be accepted
1: yes in order to be accepted and they the girls are too young to even know to know that that isn't the image that they want out there all they know is that And so I have seen, especially, like I said, the younger, the younger students, um, the younger girls who will put themselves out there in that way in order to get acceptance, to get a um, like, to get a like. Yes. And so the guys expect a certain amount of behavior from the girls because of what they're putting out there. And also what all everybody's singing about. I mean, I just can't even listen to pop music anymore because it is basically it's pornographic too. Right. So they have all of these images that they are bombarded with and their expectations of behavior. that they just cannot, they do not have the emotional capacity to operate in that manner as a sexual being, as over-sexualized as what the media portrays. It's scary. Yeah.
0: But just flat out, it's scary. It's scary that our kids are doing anything for something so superficial as a like. Yeah. Like, is that... What we, this is why this show is so important is parents, we have got to train them, Otherwise, if you don't tell them that their value is not in putting a sexy picture out there on Instagram or sticking their hiney out or something like that or drinking or, or or drinking to get some sort of reaction, if you're not telling them that their value is found in Christ, they are going to seek an itch to their value need somewhere. And yeah. right now it's interesting that you said that just because, um, uh, because our girls are young, precious girls that are yeah. ridiculously awesome out there, um, are, are putting these pictures out there that the guys are thinking that they, that, that that's who they are and, um, sort of expecting things from them that a girl that doesn't put those images out there wouldn't expect. Right. Yeah yeah okay what are some um what are some things that you're seeing in very recent years of your students uh, both both positive and negative what are some things that you're seeing besides the celebrity instagram uh photos and and things like that
1: i think with some of my older students because i've taught seniors the past couple of years i i've recognized that there's a ton of pressure on them like i i don't know what how culture views them, but I see them on a daily basis. And so when they come in and they're taking all of these advanced courses and they're facing all of this testing and they're applying for colleges, there's an immense amount of pressure Hmm. on them to be a certain thing. And not all of that pressure is bad. I think that I've seen a lot of students really rise to, to their calling Hmm. in that pressure. But I think that some of it is extremely negative. I mean, they're working, they're, Involved in extracurriculars, they are taking all these weighted courses, they're facing all these exams, they're applying to colleges, they're, they're trying to have a social life that, so they're very busy and they are very easily stressed out. They're stressed. Um, and maybe they don't have the tools in
0: order to handle that stress. Yeah.
1: Yes. So, so.
0: So what what are some signs of a senior that's stressed out? Like, what, what, what,
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Honestly, seniors, you know, to me are kind of keep, to, you know, they're on their phones. They're, you know, whatever in their rooms they are going out with their friends. What are some things that parents can look for that, man, this 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 kid needs some help?
1: Well, they'll walk in there. I some- mean, su- isn't
0: suicide the number one killer of 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 school kids these days. Didn't I just read
1: a, a, a post on that uh, article on that? Suicide is, not, and stress has got to be one of them. I I would not be surprised. I, there are certain times of the year that I know that they're going to be stressed, especially October. And they'll just walk in and you can kind of tell, you can read the atmosphere of a class and they'll walk in and they're just, they have the, the wide eyes where they're kind of, you know, <laughs> gazing off into the distance and they just don't have the, the freshness from the beginning of the year and if i notice that the majority of the students are walking in like that and they're just their shoulders are down they're slumped you know and they're looking off i just i'll ask them how are you doing like what is your one one day last year we went around the classroom and i just said what's your stress level on one to ten and they just looked at me like i had asked them i mean it was like a breath of fresh air for them to just say hey my stress level is at a nine and the majority of the students that were sitting in the class their stress level was between a seven and a ten um and we <laughs> That's just crazy. i know i know
0: and maybe parents aren't looking at them and saying they're stressed because they're in high school and you're thinking what do you got to be stressed yeah. about you don't got any bills yeah, you don't have any i bills. mean maybe you got a car payment yeah. but like come on like this yeah. isn't real life but to them who is really being stretched in t- to man i'm looking at college i'm looking at my future yeah. these are things i've never had to handle before it's a big deal
1: to them yes and they have to make instantaneous decisions they have to make decisions on a time limit because they have to you know, say yes to the college or they're on a waiting list or whatever. And they're applying to all these colleges and they have to make decisions financially. There, There's a lot on their plate. And I don't think that I don't know if they don't necessarily feel like people understand, but I don't think that you're right. I don't think it. It measures up to what other people, what adults, quote unquote, adults uh, face. But I, I see it as a very valid, very real issue in their lives. They are facing major decisions. So,
0: what do parents do when they see their kids stressed out? What, what's something that you can, how, how can you he help us?
1: I think one of the things that they, they really wanted is just to be heard. I don't think that I don't necessarily know that there's anything that you can do to help. I mean, maybe, maybe you can help them with college applications if you're not already. And I, I have experienced many supportive parents
0: there's some great parents great parents, for parents. sure yeah Absolutely. it's not like
1: they're absentee parents I just sometimes I just think that if they just sat down and just said hey what do you how are you doing hmm. I think that that would really really go a long way because all we did that one class period was really talk for about 20 minutes about their stress level and just being heard really helped them they came back Decreased later. it yeah just knowing That's crazy. that somebody wanted to know and cared that they were stressed out and that it wasn't it wasn't immaterial to me. It wasn't slight. It was actually a big deal. Like I understood where they were coming from. So just listening to their student, I think, would be huge.
0: I feel like people are so busy. You know, you have to almost make it a point when your kid is there to number one, watch them and watch for Um, signs of stress or whatever, but also then engage because of the signs that you're seeing. Yeah. You don't ignore it. If Mm -hmm. they're
1: stressed out and if they're having a bad day, like whatever I had to say about Ernest Hemingway could have waited. Like Mm -hmm. they needed to be known as human beings. They wouldn't have cared what I had said. And that's what they expected. They expected for me to talk about literature. But at that moment, their worth as human beings was more valuable than what literature would have done for their life.
0: And that's what makes you such a great teacher. Um, someone that is engaged. And we, we are so grateful for our teachers out there. If you're listening, you're a teacher. You know, we definitely want to honor you today. We know that your job is hard. We know that there's a lot of pressure put on you by parents. And uh, we just really, really thank, thank you for the job that you are doing today. So on that note, how is school today challenging for teachers? What are you like... How is it? Why is it hard to be a teacher? What do, what do you face on a regular basis that is um, that is difficult?
1: Wow. I don't, I've been a teacher for so long that when I really sit down to think about all the things that I do, I'm like, wow, I, I really do a lot. But we're just that's kind of how we operate. I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed the trend over the past several years, not just in Texas, but in Virginia, is the increased. Of pressure on standardized testing. I just think that there's a hysteria attached to it. And I just, I think that it is difficult to navigate those waters while, um, while making your subject matter interesting because kids do not care about school. Some of them don't. Um, I've had the fortune. I've been fortunate to, to teach upper levels, um, "Quote unquote," regular kids and regular classes where they have to take, you know, the star test and things like that. And I just, they don't care. They don't value education. And then I, I think that sometimes uh, education does them a disservice by not making it palatable to them. So that would be a big issue.
0: Okay. So tell me about in the four walls of the school building, um, a typical parent isn't there on a day unless you're like volunteering for school lunch and handing out forks um what do you think that we should know about the school day yeah like what goes on that um the kids aren't talking about that maybe you see maybe in the teachers lounge you're talking about um
1: i think that when i've noticed cuz i do as a teacher you can stay in your classroom and you don't really have to get out um, but I think one of the things I've noticed is just what they're exposed to. And this is nothing new. I think it's the same thing that has been around for years. But um, they're exposed to so much. I just – kids walk around and they just – they Like what? What are they exposed to? They throw to? around profanity like it's any other word. It's actually – quite comical because they don't even know how they're using it. And if they're using it for effect, and they, they'll just, like they shock, just shock value. They don't even know enough to know that that's what they're doing. They don't what even know. What percentage of kids do you think cusses? Oh my gosh. Like 98%. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. 98%? It's <laughs> not a hundred. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so all the things. That are makes there. me want to
0: cry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Look how naive, naive I am. Um, okay. What else is happening? Okay. So they're dropping the, you know,
1: there's Bad just a work. ton of profanity, <laughs> vulgarity. I just think that they're um whatever class that they're in, they're even if that particular student isn't engaging in that behavior, they're exposed to it and their degree of maturity is going to dictate how they react to it. So, um some of my older students understand, you know, that's not how you should be, but then the younger kids are who are very impressionable and who don't again, how, how social media and celebrity culture affects them. They see other people doing it. And there's an immense amount of pressure to be just like everybody else.
0: Why do you think kids? Why is why are people peer pressured so much? Like, to me, I always wanted to be different. I never wanted to be like the crowd. I did not want to be like cloning someone else made me kind of want to throw up. Why? And clearly, you know, have, you're my sister. So you understand. I've always wanted to be different. But I'm like 1% of the population. A lot of people go the other way, and they kind of want to be like everyone else. Am I right? Why do you think that is? I think,
1: honestly, having been a teacher for so long, I think that it's just the culture. You create the culture that you want to have. And in my classroom, there's a certain culture that I am intentional about creating. But when you are just overwhelmed with it all the time, and you are immersed in a culture that tends toward the profane the negative the whatever you it's not that these kids are like I, I just kind of want to follow the herd but you do just kind of by default because you don't know anyone any, any way, way way else to be i guess and if you don't have parents and people that are older that are guiding you um Telling you that these things are not the way that you have to be. You don't have to put yourself out on social media like this. You don't have to get affirmation from people on social media. You don't have to use profanity. It doesn't make you cool. You know, if you don't have people kind of speaking into your life, you're going to just do what everybody else is doing. Um, So I don't I don't know if it's necessarily I kind of want to fit in. And there is that, too. They want to fit it because they fit in because they don't want to be, you know, pushing themselves beyond a certain uh, a certain way is, is kind of intimidating to them but it's just when you're immersed in that culture day after day what else are you going to do what else are you going to how else are you going to be so
0: how as parents do we you know if we see this clearly I think we've covered um, you've got to be engaged you know yes. you've got to be a safe place for your children but what is some specific things that maybe you've heard from a kid that wouldn't talk to their parents but will come in and say something to you what are some things that you've heard from them man I really need help in this this area but I'm I'm kind of scared to tell my parents
1: well they'll that's a good question I they've come to me with a variety of different things I don't really know what the disconnect is I maybe because they feel as though the parent is the one enforcing rules and things in their lives I don't I don't really know because I'm not involved in their the, the particular aspects of their home life but I think that I just simply care and they know that I care that's the thing, like the way that I talk to them in class, the way that um, the way that I conduct myself when I see them, I'm super excited to see them. And I make no I do not hide it at all. I'll see them in the, in the hallway and I'll be like, hey, what's up? I mean, I just I really do value them as people, not just as students and like people to be taught and corralled. And it's not necessarily my way or the highway. I, I view myself as part of what they're doing and how can I help you with your life and which, so I which just makes for a
0: great a, a great teacher because you are actually some of the maybe some of the kids that don't have a safe place you are sort of creating that safe place in yeah I hope so in your classroom for them and um you know I know that I know that um I know that your kids love you uh so let's talk about faith for a minute we have a couple minutes left I want to just transition here um you're obviously a Christian you're you're you big old Christian um which <laughs> the a Lord big old Christian. that's why I on the show. Um, so how does f- being a teacher, being a believer, w- how do you balance that with the school corporation? What do you do?
1: I think one of the biggest things when I was in Virginia for 10 years, there are a lot of things that I, I think that the Lord taught me about interacting with people in general. It's not just students, but um, treating them with kindness and with love and with respect. Um, I don't see myself, like I said, as better than them. I see myself as just a part of their journey. Um, I do know what I'm talking about, but I also don't come in and just kind of lord it over them. And I think that um, when I moved to Texas, there were a couple of situations that I was in where the Lord kind of was like, I'm going to put this to the test. Everything that you've learned about the golden rule about doing to others as you would have done to you about treating people with kindness and love my unconditional love i'm going to kind of put that to the test and um there was one class period where the holy spirit was like i want you to tell this class that you love them and i was like no i am not going to do that
0: so god specifically said tell this class he you said love them.
1: tell this class that you love okay. them." okay and I was I was kind of working on that, the verbal affirmation of being very verbally affirming to, to people, to students. And I looked at them and I just told them, I, I want you to know, you know, I love you, right? And they just got quiet and they looked at me and they couldn't even, they didn't even know what to do. And I realized in the week after that they had never heard that said out loud to them. Most of these students had never heard an adult, wow. a healthy functioning adult say I love you. And they just kind of looked down. They were like, yeah, miss, we know. And then going into other aspects of my life, I, I just I don't going on further in my career. I don't hide the fact that I think they're awesome. I tell them that they're awesome. I tell them that they can do anything that they put their mind to. I tell them that they don't have to. Uh, do certain things in life. I tell them that I love them. I, I am very verbal with the way that I, I show my affection for them. And then, you know, try to have conversations with them about real life issues. Um, and that, uh, that love, I think the love for them, I, I th- it's shown outwardly. Because I have to prove to them a certain, before they trust me, I have to, I'm the culture setter in the classroom. So I have to prove to them that I really mean what I say um, and to help and encourage them and challenge them, you know, when they need challenging or- And they
0: tend to open
1: up to you. I do. They do. So really they open up. up. Okay. So the, I'm sitting here
0: and um, I'm just kind of thinking here, high school kids are kind of like, they're amazing but they're also intimidating to parents at times because they come in and they don't you know sometimes they just sit there with a glazed look over their face but but they open up to you so some of these things that you are doing in your classroom a parent can implement at home and maybe get a similar result, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's let's just review those because I feel like this is super valuable. Creating a culture in your home of love, yes, mm-hmm. of open communication. Yes. of, um, you know, strictness. Yes. Um, you know, because there needs to be boundaries. And I know that you really you do the whole boundary thing really, really well. I do. But you can at home, you don't have to look at your high school kid like they have four heads. No, you know, you absolutely can put these things into place. Right.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: We have one minute left. But what how should some parents um, pray for their children in today's
1: world? I would pray that they would have courage. And I would pray that they would have wisdom. Solomon asked for wisdom, and God was so pleased with that. I think that you need to pray for your high school students to have wisdom and for courage to be who they really are in school. I don't think that they have to go around and talk about Jesus all the time to everybody that they meet. But I think that if parents would pray for courage and for wisdom for their students as they navigate high school every day, Don't ever and pray on the armor of God on them every day that they would really honestly help their child navigate high school and beyond.
0: And we're gonna have to leave it there. Uh, thank you so much, Heather, Carrie, for being on the show. Um, you know, there's a lot of great tips in there. Um, I love that Heather came on. She is a great teacher. She's, you know, a superstar. You know, as as a matter of fact, I'd probably be scared to be in her classroom. You know, I don't know. She definitely hold me accountable for everything, uh, but. Parents, uh, we are like reiterating this, 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 um, this show, be involved, create the culture in your home uh, that's safe for your kids. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow right back here on the Automile Show.